Uh, I'm stoked to be here. I, I'm stoked every time I get to share. Like, it's such a blessing and it's such an honor. And one thing that I am loving right now is the transition that we've made to not just being in person, but for those who aren't ready to be in person, we are online and we're on podcast. And there's so many opportunities for our family to still gather as a group of believers. And so if you are... Um, with us live stream for the first time this morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're here. And for those of you who made it this morning, thanks. We're so glad you're here. It's so awesome. I love getting to connect and grow. And I'll leave the rest to Clay the next two weeks with you guys. So awesome. So uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jen. As Clay said, my husband Adam and I have been at this church for about 14 years we love this church. We love serving on this church. And in, for the past about, just about a decade, we've been serving um, as elders and as directors at this church. And that's such a, an honor and such a blessing. And one of the things that I loved about this church and what kept me at this church, I shared last week. And that was as soon as I came in, and I came in not in a great place, I shared last week, I was really broken, I was downhearted, um, didn't really want anything to do with the church or God. I was met with community, I was met with connectedness, I was met with the love of Jesus, and that kept me. But the other thing that kept me was this church's heart to always see others grow. This church carries a heart of discipleship, it carries a really intentional heart to see people grow past where they are. And that is so awesome because whether you're just checking us out for the first time and are just questioning, even if you believe in Jesus, or you're a longtime believer, there is this, as, as our friend Curtis says, there's a mandate for growth. That was a quote that came out of one of our groups. Connect creates a mandate of growth. And I just love that. Like, um, it, we really have created a culture where growing is, well, I mean, it's always optional if you don't want to, but we have created a culture where growth is accessible and growth is encouraged and growth is inspired by our community. And it's super, super awesome place to be. So before I jump in uh, too much, I just wanna pray for you guys. So Father, we just pray that you, you would inspire the words spoken here this morning. Father, that we would be encouraged by your word, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray as a speaker that your words would be on my lips. Father, that you would encourage through me and through your gospel. Father, we thank you that we're here today. We thank you that we get to gather. Father, we praise you that there is technology so that those who aren't physically present with us can be spiritually present with us. Father, we thank you for this family called Connect Church. And Father, we just pray your blessing would be upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. So Connect is awesome. This, this is what we're learning, right? Through Connect, Grow. The next couple weeks is Reach Out, Serve and worship God. Um, and if you've been with us for a decade or so, then you'll recognize those terms. We throw them around a lot. <clears throat> okay, so Connect Church has created this mandate of growth. Uh, love, again, love that quote. But we also live in a world where that growth is often choked out or confused with other things. We live, we talked last, last week, we live in this post-Christian culture where the, the voices, the inspirations of the world are often louder than the church. And we're kind of living in this place of a dying religion. We're living in this place where it's, it's harder and harder to seek the truth of the gospel. It's harder and harder to seek the truth of the word. 
And so that's something that I talked last week that Connect is really passionate about, is sticking to the gospel and sticking to the word and sticking to the truth. But I know for me, and I talked briefly about this last week, when, you, when you're scrolling social media, when you're on those platforms, it gets really hard to hear the direction and the voice of God. And we spoke last week too about how even, even if you follow Christian content, you need to be rooted in the word to make sure that Christian content is, is truth and is, and is firmly rooted. And so I want to talk this morning about growing and how it's really difficult to grow when God's image of growth is often choked out by what the world's expectations are of us or what the world presents to us as good. So this morning, I have a little visual for you. I didn't want to speak by myself this morning, so I invited my friend Kelly. Kelly's awesome. Can you, can you guys welcome Kelly? Kelly Frampton. Whoop, whoop. So what happens is that as, as Jesus followers, or even as people who are just seeking Jesus, we have this desire for more. We feel it inside of us. We want to experience more. We want to grow more. We want to go deeper in Jesus. Essentially, we want to grow. We might not put that word to it, but we want to grow. And the problem is there, there becomes a tension where we want to grow. Oh, she's, she's going to stand. Thank you, though. This, this tension happens where we desire the things of God. We desire to grow closer to God, but the world keeps calling us backward. The world keeps calling us back, or things that we've been attached to call us backwards. Yeah? Yeah. So I want you to imagine that tension as a bungee cord, okay? So if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to have to engage your imagination. So Kelly... Kelly's going to share her story, and as she shares her story, we're just going to give a little bit of an example of this tension that I'm talking about. So, Kelly, we got lots of stretch. Well, (laughs) maybe not too much. (laughs) Okay, so Kelly, tell us, when did you give your life to Jesus first? Tell us about that. Um, Wait, come back. You're too tense. Too tense. Too tense. Um, the, I think it was the day that I got baptized. Um, it was about 10 years ago, and I was 18, and I actually didn't plan on getting baptized that day, but God had other plans for me. And uh, yeah, I think that was the day that I actually decided in my heart that I was going to give my life to, to Christ. So you felt a, you felt a pull towards him, yes. towards Jesus. Go ahead, pull a little. Just a little. Just a little bit. Okay. Our <laughs> tension is building. Okay. So then, Kelly, would you say that right after you were baptized right after you accepted Christ, that you were a mature believer, that you were mature in your faith? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about that. Why not? Um, I was a bit of a silly teen, and um, I definitely clung to like worldly things, um, like old habits and crazy stuff like that. So, yeah. So you got snapped back a little. A little bit. A little bit, little bit snapped back, little back bit to the world. Back. So she desired God. She wanted to chase after God. She got baptized. She took a step, but the world kept calling Kelly back. And I was, I have been blessed enough to walk this road with Kelly since her baptism Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And I got to walk this with her and, and I saw that tension in her life where she desired things. She wanted to grow. She wanted to pursue Christ. Um, but the, the tension 
in the cord kept pulling her back towards her flesh, back towards the things she desired. So, Kelly, what types of things created tension in your efforts to grow? Well, as I said, I was a silly teen. Um, and what I mean by this is I really loved going out on the weekends, getting hammered with my friends, and then coming to church hungover, and all of these great things like that. And um, I look back and I, I see that, like, I think those were mostly coping mechanisms because I struggled with pretty severe anxiety and depression. Um, and something else I did um, that definitely pulled me back to the world was I um, isolated a lot. I would push away the people that meant something to me, like that meant a lot to me, people who wanted to encourage me and help me grow and grow deeper in my faith. And I, yeah, I pushed them away and isolated a lot. So that really sucked. Yeah, and, and I experienced firsthand that bungee effect of Kelly desiring the things that she was reading about in the Word or the things she was learning at church or through groups, but then being pulled back to the world, to the things that she knew. So Kelly, can you tell us what were some of the things that you did desire? What were some of the things you desired to grow in and that, that had you walking towards Christ? Um, definitely prayer. I actually... Sorry, I'm walking towards Christ. <laughs> I was, We're tightening the tension. Tightening the tension. I was growing, <laughs> I was growing um, in prayer, but like not to the point that I wanted to. I was actually so terrified to pray out loud that I would actually have panic attacks if people would ask me. And so that was something that I really wanted to get better at and like wanted to grow in, but I just, I couldn't. It was so like, it, it crippled me, like the anxiety of praying out loud. So that would pull you back, and that pulled back, back. into your anxious patterns, back into yeah. the way you lived pre-Christ. Yeah. It just kept pulling you back. Okay, what else? Um, I really loved the idea of like, the spiritual gifts, and I didn't know much about it. Um, and I just I wanted to know more about it because I knew that I had something in me. Like, I knew I had some sort of spiritual gift, and I just wasn't sure what it was. So I, just, I really desired to do that and know more about that, and I just I, I couldn't really do it on my own. So I didn't. And so then what would happen? You'd, you'd come back? You'd isolate? I'd isolate again. Okay. Is there, is there anything away. else? Like, were there other areas you wanted to grow in Christ, but you felt that tension pulling you back? I think, like, more, like, godly relationships, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I really wanted to grow in good friendships and, like, godly um, Christian good influence people. And I just, I never did. I mm -hmm. didn't, I tried, tried, but I tried not to at the same time subconsciously, I think. So, yeah, yeah, totally. And, I, and even as a Jesus follower and her friend, I experienced that sort of rejection from yeah. her because she would, she would desire those friendships and she desired to push into them, but then the world would keep pulling her back. Sorry, I didn't do that intentionally. <laughs> the world would keep pulling her back into these, these like almost empty friendships, like these relationships that really didn't give her any life, mm -hmm. but the world kept pulling her back into those. So even though you could identify the growth that you wanted um, and you could sense a greater calling, you kept getting pulled back. Yeah. And this pattern's been going on for a decade. At least. Yeah. 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 So this year, something super powerful happened in Kelly's life. Um, and I'm going to share and then you can share too. So I watched Kelly um, start to dig and she started to show up at my house more and more and more and sit on my living room floor and just share her heart. And what Kelly was recognizing 
what you were recognizing, Kelly, was the need for more, the need for growth, the need for relationship, the need for for God moving in her life. Um, she kept expressing again and again, I want to grow in my spiritual gifts, but don't know how. I want, I want God's calling on my life, but I'm so like overtaken almost by the world. I don't even know how to identify it. I don't know how to do that. And so what happened was she got invited by our friend to serve at Young Life Camp. And when she was invited into that, she answered a call that God had placed on her life. She answered a way of growth that God was giving to her. She just said yes. She took a leap of faith and she said yes to that. And this year, I've been able to watch as the tension gets farther and farther and farther from the world. So Kelly... Um, I want to ask you, like, what happened, what changed in your life this year that has inspired your growth? Um, Definitely, I left some environments and relationships that were not super healthy. um, That definitely pulled me back, pulled me away from, um, like, my Christian friends, my good influence friends. And um, I, I, like, poured into those relationships rather than other relationships. So I stopped doing that. I actually... I don't know. I don't know how I did it. Honestly, it was it was God. Definitely, He helped me break those ties. And um, yeah, and uh, I also like yeah. I don't. I don't know. It was just it was growing into different re- um, relationships and like healthier ones um, that actually inspired that. And I hope they helped me uh, encourage me and help me grow. And just yeah, it was it's been really cool. And. Jen's been a big part of that. And other people, too, other in our group. Too, yeah. And so, Kelly, what, what started happening is Kelly started chasing God. I'm, like, full bore going after him. Like, it's getting really tense. <laughs> Don't let go. <laughs> but she, like, she was investing in relationships. She was making the choice to, to follow God. She was making the choice to invest in herself mm-hmm. and to seek the word and to seek friendships and to have... She actually, for the first time in a long time, allowed other voices to speak into her life and lead her and encourage her to make some changes. And as that tension like pulled and pulled and pulled, Kelly made a really vital life decision. And she decided that she wasn't going to be pulled back anymore, and she, she cut the tension. Dawson, can you come cut the tension? <laughs> I'm going to release a bit so we don't go boing. Like, like that. <laughs> so Kelly made a super important decision in her growth is that she was going to pursue the Lord. She was going to pursue healthy friendships. She was going to pursue the word. She was going to actually, for the first time, invest in, in group. <laughs> yeah. And she was taking that tension off. She's like, I'm no, longer, I'm no longer a slave to this world. I'm no longer a slave to Satan or to that. I am choosing to cut the tension and I'm choosing, I'm all in. Like I'm growing. I'm in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kelly, I want to ask you, were you able, like, if I wanted to cut that rope just now, I wouldn't have been able to, right? Because my hands were full. I needed Dawson to come do that. So were you able to cut the tension of the ropes yourself? Not all by myself, no. I definitely needed um, people to help me because I, like, we need community, and I found a community, and they helped me. They definitely helped me cut the cord, and I couldn't do it by myself. What would you say has been the best part of cutting the tension and moving forward in your growth? So much. Um, but I think one of the best parts for me, at least, is that I can now um, more healthily get through like tough times and stuff like that um, by seeking God and, and seeking um, good influence people and like people who 
are wise um, in the areas that maybe I'm struggling in and people who have been through things that I've been through and I can actually seek those people and I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with things more healthily. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. And, like, and growing in my friendships, that's been one of the best parts too, like growing in my, um, like my good Christian friendships and people who spur me on and encourage me and who I can spur on and encourage as well. And that's something that's really important to me is friendships because I've struggled with that my whole life, struggled with friendships majorly. And so now that I'm actually building these healthy friendships, it's incredible and it is life-giving and oh, it's just so good. So awesome. <laughs> All right, give it up for Kelly. P.S. A year ago, Kelly would not have stood up here and shared her story. Nope. And so that is just like, that's another just testimony to, that's okay, to her growth. So I love Romans 12 too. Romans 12 too says this, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Such a simple verse, and it's one that's said so often, but it's just so the truth. We have to allow that tension to be broken so that God can transform our minds. And it takes a community. Last week I talked about being connected. It takes being connected to this in order to grow and to transform your mind. So my point for you this morning is breaking free from the patterns of this world takes intentional commitment to our spiritual growth. Breaking free from the patterns of this world takes intentional commitment to our spiritual growth. One thing that, um, for me, that I really noticed in Kelly's journey this year was she, there was a moment where it, it clicked with her and she made that intentional decision that she wasn't going to snap back to the world's patterns. She wasn't going to take it anymore and she cut that tie. And since she cut that tie, man, that was only four months ago, five months ago, and her growth just like, when, like when we cut the tension from that bungee cord, she she was motivated forward and that's what happens for us when we decide I'm no longer going to be a slave to this world but I'm going to cut the tension we're we're thrown forward into the growth and thrown forward into God's plans for us so I want to read uh, this morning from Colossians if you have your Bible I invite you to read with me So I'm reading from Colossians 1, and I'm starting at verse 9. Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every... One second. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with the power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. The book of Colossians is written by Paul. Um, Paul was one of the first apostles. And he is speaking to actually a church plant. This wasn't a plant, this wasn't a church he planted himself. He's speaking to another church plant. And the beautiful things about all of the letters of Paul is that they all encourage us towards growth. They all encourage us to a maturity, to a depth, and to a relationship with God the Father so that we can grow. So to break free from what's, we, we want to chase God and there's a tension on that rope. In order to break free from that, we must commit to personal growth in Jesus and the gospel. And if you were here last week, you'll probably see that my slides are like super similar because it's still the truth. 
to connect, we have to remain in learning in Jesus and the gospel. And to break free, we have to first grow in Jesus and the gospel. And I want to share with you just a brief teaching that, um, that we had a few weeks ago at a leadership training. And the speaker spoke about the two primary callings on our life. Our primary calling and our secondary calling. The primary calling is just to be a son and daughter of Jesus. I spoke about that last week, about connecting and growing in Jesus, being connected to his word, having intentional personal relationship with him and his word. That's where he's going to call us to grow. That's where he's going to reveal things about us that we need to grow in. And then the second one is our secondary calling, which is God's purpose for our life, something that God calls us into intentionally. So like for Kelly, that intentional calling was into young life. And there's something really beautiful at this church, and, and it's not recognized and it's not honored enough. And that is the secondary call of our leadership team is to ensure the growth of this church. And I, I want to share just, just from a place of honor for that team, and there's some of them in the room, Adam, Rhonda, Dwayne, Clay, Frank and Jody aren't here. Colette's upstairs serving. And Joe, our eldership team is devoted and committed to strategizing for this church's growth. And it's such an honor to serve alongside those people. And from there, it's such an honor to watch as our group leads are committed to the growth of the people in their groups. And so we've created this culture, again, where growth is a mandate, but also where growth is the heart of this church. We don't just want to see people come and sit. We want to see you engage. We want to see you cut those ties, and we want to see you pursue a life that honors the Lord. So in Colossians 2, 6, 8, we're talking about a personal relationship with Jesus here. It says this, starting at verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through the hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. So there's kind of two parts in the, in the scriptures from Colossians I just read. The first one is that our leadership and your group leads are committed to your growth. We pray for you. We strategize for you. We want to see you grow in Jesus. But the second one is that we need you committed to growing in Jesus. You know the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? We can lead you to the truth. We can lead you to the gospel. We can lead you to these, I mean, we have amazing strategic programs for your growth, but we can't make you engage. And as long as you keep that bungee cord attached to yourself, we can present you with all the opportunities, but you'll always be snapped back to your old ways. You'll always be snapped back to the patterns of this world or your sinful nature or what your flesh desires. And so you have to make the choice to cut that tie. That has to be your choice. And I love what Kelly said, like she needed a community to come around her and cut some of those ties. For a lot of us, it's not just one bungee cord. For a lot of us, it's multiple bungee cords. And the thing is, is that we never arrive in this life. We never get to the end. So you might think, like, I'm good. Like, I'm walking in freedom. And then, boof, there's another bungee cord that's pulling you back. And so the beautiful thing about the strategy of Connect Church, which is in our name, Connecting, the beautiful thing about the strategy is that we have community to help you cut those ties 
and help you to grow so that those ties, those bungees, aren't brought back into your life and don't live ruling your life. So once we identify what those bungees are and we start to cut them, then we can identify our secondary calling in the Lord and we can actually grow into that calling. I think I, I heard some feedback um, a little while ago. I just want to share it with you from a, from a place of, of love. Somebody mentioned how when we share our stories, some of our stories, or the eldership or the leaders talk, some people think, I can't attain that. I can't. They're really strong in their faith, or they've got it all together, or the, the video stories that we share are so powerful that could never be me. But I just want to encourage you this morning that we're, we are all the same. We're all the same. And the only thing that when we evaluate, when I evaluate my growth, the only thing that separates me is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll do it. Yes, Lord, I'll cut the tie. Yes, Lord, I'll pursue you. Yes, Lord, even if it means giving up something that I love or something I'm comfortable with. And, and even things like, like anxiety or depression, those are things that we can get comfortable in. It feels like home. It feels good. Um, and, and some of you may not understand that, but you may understand an addictive pattern. Drinking feels good. Or porn helps me relax on Friday night after work and I can actually breathe for the weekend. Like there, there's all these things that tie us to the world or to our sin or to our flesh and make it so that we can actually grow and pursue God. And so that's where our communities come in where we can cut those ties and not be snapped back to the way we were. But part of it is we got to get righteously angry and we got to get tired of being attacked and being attached and we have to get righteous and we have to, to be willing to cut that bungee and be set free. So to break free, we must commit to growth through intentional community. We must commit to growth through intentional community. Um, our groups are so amazing, but our groups aren't the only intentional community that we have. Like I said, this, this church is strategic. And one of the things that Clay and his team have been working so hard on is making sure that we're all connected. We're connected online. We're connected via podcast. We're connected in groups. Our groups team works tirelessly to make sure new groups are being planted and leaders are being poured into. Um, and so we've created this strategic community for your growth. Uh, but again, it's up to you to engage in that community. See, I said this last week, we can't do this alone. We can't follow Jesus alone. We can stand on Jesus alone, and he can be our inspiration and our encouragement, but we can't walk the Christian life alone. It's too difficult, and we weren't created to do it alone. And so I want to go back to Kelly just for a minute because her story is actually so powerful. One of, the, one of the ways that Kelly was able to snap that tie or to cut that tie was by having people speak into her life that she was serving with. So by joining Young Life... She was able to have Vanessa, the leader, speak into her life, and Vanessa started to cut some of those ties that were keeping her in her old life. And serving with Vanessa has created this opportunity where iron sharpens iron, where Vanessa is rubbing off on Kelly, and Kelly's rubbing off on Vanessa, and they're sharpening one another. And that's such a beautiful thing that our church offers is so many opportunities to serve together. And when we serve together, it launches us into this place of growth together. And the other thing um, that I absolutely love, of course, is our group life. Man, our group life is powerful. It's rich. It's not anymore that you go in and turn a movie on and have a Bible study. It's people doing life together in the deep and the 
disgusting and the dirty and the joyful and the praiseworthy and the good. It's so real. It's so real. And that's something, that's a feedback I'm hearing from so many of our groups. It's so real. I can be myself there. I can let my guard down there. And that's a beautiful thing that has, has come from the strategy of we want to grow. We want to see people grow. We don't want to see people stuck in their earthly way. We don't want to see people stuck to their flesh. We want to see people grow. And so by cutting those ties and saying, I'm going to allow people to speak into my life, we've created this beautiful community and this beautiful culture where we can grow together. And then finally, I don't want to leave out that it's so important that we invest in our future as a church. We have... We have, when we left the Key City Theater, we had um, about 100 to 125 kids weekly coming and growing and learning in Jesus. Um, but we also had a ton of volunteers who were being burnt out because there were a few that saw the importance of that growth. And this is something I cannot say enough of, is that it takes a collaborative community of people who love Jesus to raise the future generation of Jesus followers. If we want our church to continue, when we're gone, what legacy are we leaving? And I just want to let that settle with you for a moment because it's going to take this whole church engaging in our kids to make sure that some of those bungee cords don't even get attached in the first place. But it's also going to take this whole community of Jesus followers to make sure that we're investing in and speaking in our future and into our kids to make sure that we can cut those ties when they happen. I'm, I'm super passionate about this. I'm super passionate about the growth of this. I'm, I'm excited to say that this week we made a hire. We're expanding. Um, and we're expanding not because we have money. I gave up some of my position, just in case you're thinking, but we're broke. We are broke. But um, I was happy to let go of half my position and job share with Jess Levesque. And so Jess is coming on um, in a kids ministry role. She is so passionate about the next generation. And she's coming on to ensure, um, especially that our elementary kids are well loved and well cared for and have programs that are attractive and exciting and lead them closer to growing in Jesus. So um, I really just, I, I want to make sure when we speak about the growth of our community that we know it's not just the adults, but that the adults, the youth, all of us have to be a collaborative community that recognizes the importance of our future and that our future is in these guys' hands, these little babies. They're so cute. And the future is in those stomping feet upstairs. That's our future and I, I know I tell a lot of Azrael stories, but man, at, at eight years old, that kid is more on fire than I was until my early 20s. And that's the generation we're raising. I want to see these kids grow exponentially when it matters in their formative years. And so I want to extend that invitation, like, come be part of our team. Come be part of our team that is creating the future of this, not Connect Church, the future of the kingdom. Because those kids are going to go out and create disciples who creates disciples. That is our heart. That's a little plug for kids. Right there. I'm going to flip to Philippians. Flip to Philippians. That's funny. Uh, 3, verse 12. And it's titled, Pressing On Towards the Goal. It says this. Not that I have already obtained all this 
nor have I already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which Jesus has called me heavenward in Christ. I strain forward. I see that goal in Jesus. I see where I can grow. I see where I can go. And I'm willing to cut that. I'm willing to cut the tension and go for, go for gold. Go for God. Go for your growth. But we need each other. We need this community. And we need the strategy that Connect Church leadership has worked so hard for decades to put in place. And I know it, it, it kind of can seem tiresome. Well, you know, we're offering our classes again or we're offering group again or sign up for group, but it's because we love you too much to let you stay where you are. We love you too much to let you stay where you are. We want to see you grow. We want to see you grow into the full maturity that Jesus has for you. We read from Ephesians last week. I'm sorry to the people who are operating the slides because... My time's running out, so I'm not sticking to my notes. But we talked about the importance of it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity and faith and in the knowledge of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in Christ. That is our heart for you guys. That is our heart for you. We want to see you grow into the full measure of Christ. We want to see you own that identity in Christ and reach for growth in him. We love you, and we love you too much to let you stay where you're at. And when I was praying and preparing for this message, um, I had a question for you, and it was, what is holding you back from maturing in Christ? What, keeps, what pattern keeps snapping you back? What do you keep getting pulled back to? And it's something for everyone, and it's something different for everyone. And it's a rhetorical question, but it's one that I'd like you to ask yourself. What keeps, what keeps snapping me back? Is it my flesh? Is it something of the world? Is it an addiction? Is it an illness? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? What keeps snapping you back and keeping you from growing and going and cutting that tie? And once you can identify what that is, then you can have healing. The, the Holy Spirit will come on you he will heal you and you can move forward and you can grow in Jesus